Hello, 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 and welcome back to the SLP Corner podcast. I am back from a little break. It's been a busy month, so I took a few weeks off from the podcast. Well, I guess I'll just update you. So I went to Italy and Croatia. I went to a few different islands in Croatia. I visited Rome, and it was just an amazing two weeks with my one of my best friends, Guggen, who has been on the podcast before, and um, she's also now one of my coworkers at Speech Meta. So we had an amazing time there, and then we came back. We both were so jet lagged and then on top of that I got food poisoning. I was out for a good few days there and then I was right back into the swing of things with work. I'm starting to work Mondays from home, mostly just the afternoon, so like five to six sessions, Zoom sessions, mostly because I want to be able to fit more kids in the afternoons during the weekdays. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try to put all my Zoom sessions on one day So for the first time ever, I'm working five days a week, but it really doesn't feel like that because I honestly love working from home. Like it's not that, um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel that draining or anything doing Zoom sessions from home, especially because I have the whole morning off Mondays. Anyways, so I'm starting to work full time. I guess I guess I was working full time because even four days a week, like when you're private, that can be jam-packed eight to ten kids a day, you know. But anyway, so I'm starting to work five days a week and um, I also started a school contract. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that because there were so many questions about this. Uh, but anyways, all that to say, it's been a busy month. I know everyone's super busy in September. It's like we have so many referrals coming in if you're private because you have all these new referrals from teachers noticing things at school and then a lot of people listening are school-based SLPs. That's such a busy time too. So we're almost there. We're like slowly getting through it. Um, And then next thing you know, it's going to be October. And for our Canadian uh, SLPs, it's going to be Thanksgiving, (laughs) which is exciting. So first, I'm going to talk to you about the school contract. So there were a lot of questions like, wait, are you still a private contractor? Are you just working like part-time at the school now as a school-based SLP? So I am a private contractor. I'm not working for the school in the sense that I'm an employee at the school. They're contracting me from my clinic. I took on my coworker's um, caseload because she moved a few hours away. So I took on her caseload and I took over her contract. So everything is the same. Our rate at Speech Meta is the rate that we charge the school per hour. It's kind of nice because it's a change of scenery. It's pretty much guaranteed that I'm not going to have cancellations in the sense that like the kids are going to school so they're going to be at session unless they're sick I guess um there's not too much parent involvement which is strange but there is EA training so I'm training EAs which I really like and um it'll be interesting like it'll be interesting to be collaborating with other professionals instead of um training parents um but I'll keep you guys updated on that but yeah so for private schools or independent schools that aren't public and I'm speaking just from my experience in Canada even British Columbia if you are at a public school then there is funding for like the school to hire an SLP the SLP works at the school and the SLP is an employee through a school board but if it's a private or independent school then they need to hire a private contracting SLP so that's kind of how private contracted SLPs get in that situation and I think it's kind of nice I've always wanted to try it I like it it's just um, a half day like nine to one or two every Tuesday and then I go back to the clinic and work two to seven and it's just a nice change of scenery so 
Anyways, I'll keep you updated on that. Let me know if you have any questions. Okay. If I sound congested, it's because I am. (laughs) I'm having a hard time breathing. I'm like super congested. I have such a sore throat. Oh my God. But anyways, so that's, that's what's happening on my end. I'm going to dive into some questions about private practice because I just get so many all the time and it's a lot easier to just have it all in one spot and I can just send it to someone when they ask me. Um, And I think it's just a topic that people are interested in. So anyways, I'm going to go over that, okay? I'm going to pull up my questions that I I asked everyone on Instagram yesterday. Okay. Would you ever start your own private practice? Um, Like never say never. I've always wanted to. But it's interesting because I've always wanted to. And then I got my dream job at Speech Meta. And it's just like every reason why I would want to start my own private practice is like what I would want to create that speech meta has. Like I would want an aesthetically pleasing clinic. I would want flexible work hours. I would want to get paid well. I would want control over my work and what I do and how I do it and when I do it. I would want access to really good resources. I would want a really nice clinic space that has lots of room. And I have that all right now. So I'm in no rush to do that. I feel like I really found my complete dream job at speech meta. So um. Yeah, but I mean, I would. Yeah, like it's not like I would be like, I know a lot of people are like, I would never want to do that. I totally could see myself doing that in the future, distant, distant future. This is a question I get a lot. How hard is it to become financially stable with a private practice? So one thing to just, I'm going to remind you guys, I'm not, I'm not a private practice owner. I'm a private contractor. So I get contracted through a private clinic. Um, we have a certain rate and you get a percentage of that rate, just like how a dentist might pay overhead or they might take a chunk out of your hourly wage. Same thing as a private contractor. And it goes higher and higher with like experience or how you did in your clinical interview, kind of like what you bring to the table, things like that, different certifications and stuff. So I'm just going to put this out there. People really feel like you cannot make money as an SLP. I've heard it a million times. Everyone always talking like, you can't make money as an SLP. If you went into SLP, there's, you definitely didn't want to make money. So much misconceptions there because no one likes to be braggy, brag about money, talk about money like arrogant or flashy. So I think what's happening is that any SLP who's making money in their job, they're not talking about it really. But then the SLPs who aren't, you know, there's so many areas. There's like school, health unit, on and on and on. There's so many different areas of SLP. But I think what's happening is that if SLPs are getting underpaid, they're upset about it. Fair enough. And they should be. You want to get paid for the work you do. And they're sharing that a lot. And I think it can be really overwhelming for new grads. So I have so many new grads being like, oh my God, what have I done? I chose the wrong field. I'm not going to make any money. I have not found that to be the case in private practice. I'm going to say this. I would have liked to listen to this. I think it would have really been nice to know that you can make over six figures if you are in a private practice, private contractor situation. You can make that much money your first year working, your second year working. You don't need to wait 10 years to make that. It's all about getting a certain rate per hour. Like you can do the math and figuring out how many clients you need to make that work. You don't need to work seven days a week to get that. You don't need to work six days a week. You could work four to five days a week and get that. It's doable. And I feel like that's something that people need to hear because so many people are so anxious and stressed out. Like, I'm not going to pay my student loans. I don't know if I can like live in this certain city. 
If you are in a private practice or like you're a private contractor, talk to people, figure out what the rates are, and you can make a good amount of money as an SLP. So I hope that is like soothing for people who are really anxious about that because it's a misconception that you can't make money as an SLP. Yes, there are certain areas that I think make less and there are areas that make more. There's pros and cons to both. There's huge pros and cons. I don't have benefits. I don't have a lot of the perks that I think you might have if you were working at a school or you, you know what I mean? There's just pros and cons. There's no right choice, but I just want to answer that question because Pretty much all the questions I got were about money. Anyways, that's covered. Someone said, did you do a rotation in medical about to graduate and can't decide between uh, pediatric private practice or pediatric inpatient, outpatient help? Okay, yes, I did. I did a rotation at a hospital in Vancouver called Lionsgate Hospital. I was dreading it. I was like, honestly, so miserable (laughs) that I had to do it. I'm like, never want to work in a hospital. Like just so negative about it. It ended up being such a positive experience. I didn't love like my CEs or anything. Um, Not like in a, I don't know, just anyways, I didn't, yeah, not my like learning style, I guess. But the patients, oh my God, I loved working with the, like the older population and older adults. Like it was so nice. I actually miss it. And I consider every now and then I'm like, should I do one day a week at a hospital, like as a casual? Because I loved it connecting with the older adults. I loved going to all the different wards. I loved talking to all the different medical professionals. I thought it was so interesting. I really loved it. So like my answer for you is I don't know. That's like, (laughs) that's such a tough question. And really it's like, that's a great question that you even have those options available to you. Um, The good thing is, is you could do both. Like private practice doesn't need to be zero to 100. You could do two days private. When I first started working, I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday private. But in your situation, I bet a lot of private clinics would like to hire you Saturday. Like I did that for a full year. Um, It was a good experience. You get a full caseload very fast on Saturdays and Sundays because kids are off and parents are off. I don't know. The good thing is, is like there's no wrong choice. The more experience, the better. So good luck. Keep me updated. (laughs) Okay. Let me see what other questions there are. All right. I'm moving past the ones related to finances because I think I got that covered. So someone said, is EMR provided by the clinic or the contractor? In my private clinic, EMR, so the like system in which we document and chart notes, that is paid for by the company like Speech Meta. So that is another reason why a percentage of the rate will go to Speech Meta because certain things I don't pay for, which is nice. Okay. Do you pick your kids or do you get assigned? You pick your kids based on your availability. The intakes get sent to the team and whoever wants can pick them up based on your availability, your preferences, your specializations. So I really like that at my clinic. I have complete control over who I take. That's not the case at every clinic. So these are all things to think about. Who does billing? The administrators do billing. SLPs don't do billing at my clinic. I see a lot of SLPs spend so much time on billing. And at the company that I work at, we don't need to do billing. Is the cancellation policy actually enforced? Yes. It is (laughs) like it's up to us. It's up to the private contractor. But like, yeah, it's enforced unless, of course, it's like, I mean, I've been there a million times where I miss appointments or I'm late to things or whatever. And I have really appreciated when I have a very good relationship with whether it be a therapist, a physiotherapist, that anyone else that I'm going to an appointment when they're lenient or I'm sick, it's last minute. I've really appreciated when I've been like let off the hook. That being said, there are a lot of the times I find it's like a pattern situation. So 
there's maybe certain families that scheduling is challenging and it's a pattern of cancellations and yes I do enforce it and it's up to us to enforce it and the company will back us because it is part of the form you sign like that you're agreeing to all of this when you come to speech meta so all that being said I love private practice I highly recommend private practice it's just the best thing ever for me it works so well for my lifestyle I can travel when I want and I work hard and I get paid for how hard I work for my mentality really important I don't do very well when I could work, 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 but then I don't get paid more or less for the work that I do. Some people are totally different and they're like, uh, no, I want balance. I want consistency, like all that. Totally respect that. For me, I really like do well knowing that like if I hustle, I'll make more money or if I take a break, that's okay, but I'm going to make less money that month. You know what I mean? Okay. Reach out to me with any other questions you guys have. Enjoy the week and I will see you next Monday. 